0: Amen. We're glad you're here today. We're excited about what God's doing. I talked about the fact that we we're making commitments as a body. We're making commitment. We make a commitment to to church life, right? We're, we're committed to the house. We're gonna. You know, the average believer uh, goes to church about once a month right now across America, once a month, and that's considered committed. That, I I consider that deceived. Okay, you might, you might think you're committed. That's not committed. Can you, can you imagine telling your wife that you're going to see her once a week? <laughs> a couple times a month, you swing by as long as something else don't come up. But I love you, babe. Hi. You're so special. You're, you're all I'll think about when I'm not thinking about other stuff. You know, that just wouldn't go over very well. Uh, you're supposed to be having an intimate relationship with God. And there's two institutions ordained of God. One's marriage. The other's the church. So we're getting committed to the church, right? Not just connected, but committed. We're moving from connected to committed. We're, we're going to be committed to, to, to bringing our well. Well, wait a minute. I, can, I just feel it. You know, well, you, I don't have to go to church. Uh, you're right. See, that's what makes coming to church so awesome is that you don't have to do it. I don't have to be here either. God, let me, let, can I just share with you? I don't have to. Shelby does not make me come here. Get in the car. That's, I've gotten over that. I've grown past there. But we're here because we choose to. You know, Philippians 4 says, I have strength for all things. I'm ready for and equal to anything that comes my way through Christ who's infusing me with an inner strength. I have strength for all things. Everybody say all things. You know what? A lot of times what we, what we act like, our life, our life is a picture of that kind of shows everybody that we don't have what we need because we think that's going to make them want to give us something. Uh, uh, let, let's just walk down this path for a minute. We, we, we demonstrate a picture that, 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 because we're afraid, you know, we're afraid that if, if people knew that we had more than enough, like Todd was talking about, that they'd want some of what we got. That you'd want my stuff. No, this is my stuff. I'm going to guard my stuff. If your family knew how blessed you were, they'd call more often. So whatever you do, don't let them know. (laughs) And that's kind of the mentality that we have in life. You know, I have strength for all things. Well, how come we don't act like it? How come we don't live like it? Because if we have strength for all things, if I'm ready for and equal to anything that comes my way through Christ who infuses me with an inner strength, if that's really the truth, I don't really have a right to complain about very much. And I gotta tell you something, I love to complain. It's like a sport. And I have trophies. Right? It's it's a, it, it, we we act like we act like it, it's a you know it it's it's just a, a gift, a God given gift, or that we're going to the Olympics or something and we're trying out, you know, we're working on it to get on the team. And the reality is, is that if I live that way, I can demonstrate Satan's defeat every day of my life. I can I can eradicate fear and worry, doubt, and unbelief. So instead of just thinking it and seeing it, i got to start living it. I have have strength for all things, which is where the body comes in. See, because a lot of times I don't have every gift. You know, you read about spiritual gifts and and, and the the things, you know, when we're trying to position ourselves to to grow and and to begin to get the gifts flowing in my mind. But I don't have every gift. So, God puts people in my life. How does God work? He, he works through people. Right, so, so he hooks. Come here, Shelby, just, just for a second. I have strength for all things. Come here, babe. Check it out. Don't take, don't take the mic. This is my turn. have to be careful. Sometimes she just wants to take the mic and go on and on. But, okay. So God gives me Shelby, who's an, an amazing strength in my life in, the, in, in, in an area where I had none call it wisdom. And she's, she's got a lot of it. You know, she'd tell you he's full of it, but she's not talking about wisdom. And, uh, and I have strength for all things, guys, gals, your spouse, that's your strength. That's your strength. Isn't it crazy? Why is the enemy uh, against your Family. So hard. Why, why do almost half of marriages fail? Well, because there's strength there, and the enemy's trying to divide and, and tear apart. You, you want to know what's crazy? Uh, st- stay right here, okay? Um, don't need you running off again. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, I'm in deep yogurt, so this server's going to go a long time. But uh, I don't know about your, about your world, but do you, realize, do you do you realize in ministry, and trust me, I'm not whining. I'm just trying to educate. You realize in ministry, it's like it's, it, it, you know, fifty percent of marriages around it, just across the board end in a divorce. Do you realize in ministry, is is one of the greatest percentile of marriage failure? You know, this is my strength. I have strength for all things, and but yet there are some things even together where. We just don't have it. You know, where together, you know, you would think we could just conquer the world, just me and you. We, that's what, you're, you know, when you got married, that's what you said. We're taking on the world. And then you got a bill. <laughs> Your mom and dad made you move. You're married now. Get out of the house. You know, so, something happened. I don't know what happened. But, uh, you know, I was, But there, there's things in life where, you know, man, and trust me, you know, Shelby, she's got strength for all things. But she lives with me. So there's strength that she needs. That she got, come here, Lene, come stand with Shelby. So, so, you know, I don't know how many years, 20 years ago, God connects, you know, Lene and Keith to our life and we have strength here. Come here, Todd. And, and you know, since just up here. I got to find some more strength now because uh, Lene's working for me and, and, and I need help. And uh, so, you know, so God gives me strength, right? You starting to get the picture. I have strength for all, for, for all things. Uh, come, come here, Steve. Steve, uh, Steve, believe it or not, he's a strength in my life. I'm bringing these people up to mock him one at a time. This is so fun. You should try this, Pope. Pope, bring your wife. Come on, come on, stand up here. And, and uh, you, I just want you to get the picture. Look at these people. Don't forget those people over there too, Steve. Never forget those people. And uh, you know, and, and we're going across here. Come on, Scott, and Kathy, stand up here. Stand up. Here. Uh, you know, I, I actually I can have you all stand, but I just want you to see this. I have strength. For all things. And, it, and it's through commitment to the body that the strength is developed and that it grows. So what does the enemy try to do? He can't get to me and Shelby. Listen to me. He's not going to separate us. Long before we leave each other, we'll be leaving you. Hello? You know, I, I can't believe how many, how many guys, how many, how many guys I know. And we, we know people go, right now, pastors going through divorce, but they're going to stay in their church. So we as bizarre and, and the church is cool with it because most of them are divorced anyways. So it, their failure justifies the body's lack of inability to succeed. It's, it's stupid. We're deceived. My strength is here. So the enemy can't get to us. So what's he going to do? He's going to try to, he's going to try to, to, to go, go sit down. I saw the way you looked at me when I was going the other way. You didn't think I could see you, did you? Thanks a lot. And and because because there's this thing now, and, and, you know. So so they call these guys and they're easy. Go sit down. You know, no. and, and all of a sudden the enemy's doing warfare. He's trying to he's trying to divide. And pretty soon somebody says, "Well, you know, I, I don't need to be here. Uh, I, I can get I can get what." What's going on I can, I can do that alone go sit down and my strength begins to fall apart as their belief system regarding the body crumbles why do you think the enemy tells you every every, every week you don't need to go you don't need, you you ain't getting and you ain't got nothing to give Thank you guys. I, I realize you're not actually leaving me, but I just need to make the point. I feel so alone. <laughs> why, why, do you think the, why do you think the enemy? Because it's your strength. you got to get committed to, to the body. Not just, it's not just for you. But it's for members of the body. We live so selfish. You're always thinking about me and how it impacts me and if it's going to be good for me. And am I going to like it? And is it what I want to do? And I know you're like that because all of us are. I'm like that. I got to tell you, I wish that every thought, every action, every choice I ever made was totally, you know, focus on others. I'd be lying. I want what I want when I want it, how I want it, as long as I want it. You know, I like me. A lot. But the reality is is that we've we've got to get beyond that. You know, this thing that, you know what it is, is God's calling us to maturity. He's calling us to maturity. And we have a problem with that because we're immature. We come up with other names for it, but the reality is we're immature because we're in a culture that's so inundated with self it's not it's not what we are calling it it's not what I'm calling it well you can call it so no it's not what I'm calling it it's what it is we try to justify that other things become more important than the body there's nothing more important than the body So we're going to get committed to the body. We're going to grow in that area of our, of our mentality. We're going to get committed to the body. Why? Because the, the, the stronger the body, the more, the more effective, the more influential, the more impactive. We're surrounded by suffering humanity and people that are without hope. And here we are. We, we, got, a, we got a Dodge truck with a Cummins engine, diesel engine, a big 45 inch tires on it loaded down with blessings of God and it's blowing off the back because it's pressed down shaking together running over but we don't want to drive it outside the building let's just keep it in the neighborhood I oh, know we got to change that see we're getting committed to giving and tithing and oh, oh man you want to talk about attacking somebody tell them you want their money no, it's not your money, it's your heart. The Bible says that where your treasure is, that's where your heart's going to be. God doesn't want j- just your money. He wants your life, right? We're getting, we're, we're getting committed to, to being people that have just given ourselves. Why? Because, because God's done something in us, and it's a good thing. I like my life now that I have a real relationship with God. It's a good thing that he's done. The Bible says that he who has begun a good thing in you, he's going to continue to perform it right up to the day Jesus returns. He's not going to stop. He's not going to cave in, give up, and quit. He's going to keep on going, and he's got great plans, so I don't have to worry about it. That I just, I just go after the plan that God has for me and watch it unfold my life. So I'm committed to giving, not afraid to give. There's only two reasons people don't tie. That's either fear or greed. Are you afraid God won't come through? Are you just tight and stingy? Whichever one it is, got to deal with it. We're getting committed to prayer. Committed to prayer, not connected to it. Committed. If you haven't been on a Wednesday night yet, come on a Wednesday night. How many of you here were, were, were here last Wednesday? for you and the team give him a big hand would you give him a big hand it's so awesome so great to to how about last weekend when, when kevin spoke when kevin brought the word how many of you were here give him a big hand i gotta tell you something it's awesome it's awesome to go out of town and, and know that i don't have to think about you at all because you know you, you know things are probably better when we're away so we won't go that often but uh, uh just so you'll never figure it out but the deal is it's just so cool if you haven't been on a Wednesday night yet, come, come this Wednesday from 7. You, you can get up and leave by 8.30. It'll be done. But we're going to get deeper into the presence of God, just prayer. To be committed to prayer, you've got to be committed to the word because prayer is taking God's word into God's presence, getting to agreement with God on that word. So we're going to be, you know, Jesus said, man, my house is a house of prayer. So you've got to know how to pray. And I gotta tell you i just gotta I just gotta throw this out I gotta hurry because I'm running out of time and I'm not even into my notes yet but uh if you think prayer is dry and boring and hard and should be left to little old ladies with a bun uh you you have the wrong picture of prayer okay so come wednesday night and and l- l- let's see if we can't help you with that image of prayer and being committed to the word we've been talking in the last few weeks about other things that we feel as a body we need to get committed to and committed to focus and clarity and today uh, today i want to i want to talk for just a minute about having a commitment to freedom that you would take you, you know time and as you you know every day we're praying over the commitment cards down the hallway but that you'd in the hallway of your heart if not on paper and right here or at home that you'd you get one of the cards and you'd write down, "I commit to freedom." I'm gonna, I'm gonna I'm gonna live free. I've been called of God, anointed of God, equipped of God, not only to live freedom but to demonstrate it. Here's the deal: How many of you shop at Costco? Oh yeah, I love Costco. I I love Costco. You know what's cool? If, Told you we just got back from Maui. The, the first business as you leave the driveway to the airport in Maui, Costco. And I knew we were going to have a great time. Swing into Costco and sample everything and look around. You can buy a surfboard there for $749. <laughs> and what's really cool about Costco is you can take stuff back. <laughs> I did. <laughs> that's so funny uh, every time we were in there we were traveling with pastor sharkey and his wife miss linden rick pastor rick uh jolly and, and every time we go in there i'd tell him I'd, I'd i'd grab something big you know t- you know tv or something. we can bring it back and uh they're like oh my god he's a heathen but uh <laughs> you know in costco they have those people that handle those samples Sometimes they have a guy that's in there. Have you seen the one where where he's the product demonstrator and he's got the blender and he he takes the handle to a shovel and that's so cool. I want one of those because I've got a lot of handles I need to grind up. Uh, It's it's really cool. He's a product demonstrator. That's what you are in life. You're running into people every day at at work, uh, uh, down the street, the people that live next door to you. You go outside. you got to remember, I'm a product demonstrator. I've been given life, God life. I demonstrate that life. Remember, the Bible says, I am crucified with Christ, nevertheless I live. Yet it's not I that live, but Christ who liveth in me. Right. And the life I now live, the life I now live is so different from the life I used to live. Sometimes I think I think we we, you know, that that begins to get blurry and we, we, we end up living the life we used to live instead of the life that we're supposed to live. And we're wondering how come the promises we're supposed to see produced aren't being produced because we're not living the life we should live. We're living the life we used to live. Stuff comes up, and, and our mind goes back. Well, why? well, because we haven't taken off the old, renewed the spirit of our mind, and put on the new. And, and you, you know, we can't do the whole Bible today, but let me just share this with you, that if you can take off the old, renew the spirit of your mind, and put on the new, you are now positioned to live the new life. So different from the old life. And you can live around people that live the new life, but still not know the new life. Any of you had kids? You don't have to respond. I, I know most of us have. You, you've got children. I have children. My boys grow up in my house, and, 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 and it, was that, it was that way for me. You know, Growing up in the house that I was raised in, there, there was all kinds of stuff, and there's, there, there was cars, and there was food, and there was blankets, and there was clothes, and then, then I moved out, and then I found out where they get that stuff. So I moved back. Uh, right, because some, sometimes we're so, we're so surrounded and so impacted by the blessing of God, we, don't, we won't realize that, oh, you know, I'm supposed to be a provider, not a consumer. I'm a product demonstrator, not, a, not the guy walking the aisles taking samples. I'm demonstrating God life. Everybody I meet should get a little piece of it. And, and it should be so amazing to that. Look at, look at, it. he can grind up axe handles. He, he, can, he can take problems and it's not in a problem anymore. He's got all the same material, but it just looks different when he's done with it. Why? Well, because he's got God life. He talked about how blessed we are. But we don't live like we're blessed. We kind of try we want to keep that you know under cover. No, I'm blessed. No weapon formed against me can prosper. Hello? No weapon Isaiah 54, 17, verse 18, right in there, 17 or 18, if if you're, well, where's he getting that? Isaiah, Isaiah, man, he's a cool dude. Isaiah said, no weapon, no weapon formed against you shall prosper. He didn't say no weapon would be formed against you. There's all kinds of stuff being formed against us. But it won't prosper. Every tongue that rises against you, you can condemn. This is the heritage of the children of the living God we got to live that way. It, don't make, it doesn't make any difference what the, you know, what, what the news is. We, we, have a, we have a true report in the Word of God. If God be for us, who cares who's against us? And we talk more about what's against us than we do who's for us. Wrong product. Wrong company. I imagine, I don't know for certain, but I imagine... That if Scott hired you to go out and demonstrate biodiesel products and you acted like they were garbage and they didn't work, I think he might fire you because he's mean like that. If you went into, if you went, if you went into Subway... And you said which 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 five dollar sub has ninety grams of protein and, and no fat? And the guy looked at you and said, "It won't work. <laughs> Jared's a lie. <laughs> it's all camera stuff." Well, I, I want no. It ain't gonna work. It's not good. It's horrible. Look, I got a free ticket for, to to Burger King. Wouldn't you find it odd? The the dude at Subway, I mean at Subway, you'd leave Subway thinking, that guy, that guy, that guy needs to be replaced. You work for God. He's given you life. How are you as a product demonstrator? It's quiet in here. I should get to my notes. You're praying, I do, because they were a lot nicer than this. Ephesians 2.1, check it out. Ephesians 2, one. and you have he made alive. He has made you alive. You who are once dead, he has made you alive. He has made you alive. He has made you alive. You've, you've got light. You used to be dead, dead, separated. Now he's connected you to God. Lot, You, he made a lot. You can actually, uh, you know, I could take a lot of time and break this down for you. Uh, you do it. Go, you know, get out your concordance and study. I, I got like, like 10, 15 minutes left. I got to hurry. You break it down. You, you could actually read it this way. He made you for life. I love this verse. He made you for life. You are equipped to handle life. You have been made for life. John eight thirty one. Go ahead and put that up. And if you continue in my word, if you continue, you, you, you. See it there in the middle. If you continue, if ye, ye is you. If look at your neighbor and say, hello, ye. Okay, we're talking about you. Go, go, go back for just a second. Go back to the previous verse. Uh, and you, everybody say you. Okay, you you were made for a lot. You were made for living. He, he put life in you. Everybody remember the three images? There's a true image, a projected image, a perceived image. Yourself. Self ain't got no life in it. Put self in front of any word, it ruins it. You put self, you and yourself, two different things. Self is going to keep you from life, but you were made for life. Okay? So now go to John 8. If you continue, not not if your perceived image continues, not if your projected image continues, but if you continue. You were made for life. And if you continue in his word, his word's what brings you life. His, it is His word that brings you a lot. Well, God has blessed me. Well, how did He do it? It's called the Law of First mention. If you study the Bible and you find the first place something's talked about, and then you go through the Bible, you find out that that's the way it occurs every time. So you, in order to find out how God operates, you just it's the law of first mention. You go back in the word, you find the first place he talked about it, that's how it's set up, and that's how we define it from that point forward. We let the Bible define the Bible. Not what somebody thought or thinks or feels. No, what does the Bible say? And in Genesis, God put Adam and Eve in the garden. He blessed them and said. So how does God bless? It's by what he said. It's his words. And the word blessed means to be positioned to win or succeed in any given situation. So blessed is not really a trunk a truckload of garbage that's flying off that you keep driving and you don't care because you were on your way to the dump with it anyway. No, the blessing of God maketh rich and addeth no sorrow to it. So the reality is, is that God's word produces life in you. He made you alive. He blessed you with life, and it's through his word. So if you continue in his word, then you're truly a disciple, a follower of truth. And you will know the truth. Look at 32. And you will know the truth, and the truth will make you free. The truth doesn't make you free. It's the knowledge of the truth that makes you free. The truth has been here for thousands of years, yet we're still living in bondage. Why? Because, well, we don't know what we ought to know. Who we haven't studied, we want somebody, you know, we, we, we ain't studying the Word of God. We, we're using carnal belief systems and mentalities and, and, and systems of logic that are separated from God's system of logic. And we're trying to reason and, and, and deal with life. And the fact is, is that God's way of life does not work with, with human thought pattern. It's not limited like that. Remember, in the beginning was the Word. How many remember that In the beginning was the word. That word, word is logos. Logic is where we get our word logic. In the beginning was God's system of logic. There's a a secular system of logic. It's contrary to God's system of logic. It's called carnal. Okay? Sense and reason sense and reason. The, the Bible says that we, we do not look at the things which are seen we look at the things which are unseen because the things which are seen are temporal and the things which are unseen are eternal. What the, we, we do not look at the things which are seen. That means perceived by the senses. We don't allow our life to be dictated and controlled by the sense realm because the things which impact the sense realm can change at any moment. But we, we live by those things which are not Perceived by the senses. It's the spirit realm because that is eternal. See, Romans 8 6 says to be carnally minded is death. Again, death isn't dead, death is separation. But to be spiritually minded is life and peace. So to be carnally minded, the Amplified Bible says to be carnally minded, which is sense and reason, without the Holy Spirit. See, if if we're not led by the Spirit, then we must be led by the senses. Can we agree there? Well, if you're led by the senses, you're going to be separated from the life you were created to live. When God made you for life, when he made you alive, when your spirit came alive in Christ, it was your spirit, not your sense realm. So you can't live according to the flesh. You got to live according to the spirit. And the devil wants you to think that to be spiritual would be to, like, run around with angel feathers and bells and long streamers and be just as freaky as you possibly could. And that doesn't produce life. That just scares your friends and your pastor. And ushers run up and say, what are we going to do? And What are we going to do? they got a time around the streamers are some feet long. What are we going to do? You're going to tell them to put it down. I was, you know, I, I get to travel, get to go places. I was meeting one time, and this, these people, and I don't have anything against it. It's, it just ain't going to happen here. Okay. Uh, well, because I, I don't find any purpose for it. But it, 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 there was these people, and they had these big, I mean, the ceiling was higher than ours, and, and they had these big, long things. It was like, it's like a wooden dowel or something, and, and really long. And they had these streamers on it, and the streamers, man, they were 15, 20 feet long, and they go, and, and we're on the platform, and the thing came, and, and I kept wanting to go, you know, like a fish or something. You, know, you bite that thing. <laughs> and it was during worship, and I'm thinking, how am I supposed to rivet my attention on God? I'm ducking the thing. It's just a little weird to me. Okay, just me. I I really probably shouldn't say that because it sounds like I'm dissing them. I'm just making fun of them. Okay. Uh, and if you're into that, cool. Uh. <laughs> Miss, I told Shelby when we were leaving Maui. I said, Miss Linda's gonna, she's gonna go home. She's gotta fast and pray for like a week now. She's been with me. I, I mess with her every day, every day. I just mess with her, and that's that's all. I'm just making, i just not making fun. I'm just having fun, okay? I, I love those guys, and and and, and I, I'd go back. This time I'm taking scissors. <laughs> but but uh, I don't know what your what what picture pops in your head when you think be spirit, be led by the spirit, you know, be, oh, we got to turn the lights down low and get a crystal ball. No, that's not what it is. It's, is that your spirit, that you become tuned with the spirit of God, not, not allowing the sense realm to dictate the way you live. See, it's, it's hard because, you know, Sense and reason, and, and, and it means that you care and, and that you're, that, that, you know, well, and, and we've tied into this compassion and this warm, fuzzy thing and, and, and love. It. But see, to be spirit led, you can't, you, can't, you can't let your emotions get involved too much. It's not that we don't care, that we don't have compassion, but it's not your issues, my issues shouldn't be making our decisions. Being led by the spirit, I was made for life, and if I'm not careful, the enemy's going to separate me for li- from life. See, I have strength for everything I need, but if the enemy, if I'm not careful, he'll separate me from all my strength. If I'm not careful, if I'm not alert, I won't continue. The word "continue" means to not become different. I've got to be like he was. He gave a living demonstration. Of the life we're supposed to live. And we're supposed to be Christ-like. Like Christ. Well, I can't do that. Yes, you can. You've been given life. You have everything you need to live a life that's pleasing to God. You just have to want to. You, you, you have to have a passionate desire. Say, so you know what? If it kills me, I'm going to love people. Because loving people will kill you. But that's the self part. See, if you continue, you're going to know the truth. That word no, that's yada. Yada. Everybody say yada. Say it with me. Yada. That's like, remember when Adam knew his wife Eve? And then they had children. They didn't just pass each other in their their, their trucks on the way to the dump. Hi. And they knew each other. No, they stopped somewhere along the road. Parked. (laughs) They knew each other. They had intimate relationships. That's what this word means, yada, is to become intimate. Your knowledge becomes revelatory, that you are able to see some things that you've never seen before. They've always been there, but now by the Spirit, you have understanding that the eyes of your heart are enlightened. Revelation. Revelation, which leads to transformation. changes everything. See, if you continue in the Word, You're gonna know the truth. And the truth is gonna make you free. The stuff that see, there's a lot of things that, that cling to you that are that are that are that are controlling your life. And you don't want it. You just think you do. But the minute you live without it, you realize, oh, that was the problem. Ever had that? See the freedom that God has created you for. The freedom that God's created you for it is not just for you. You're a product demonstrator. See, in order to demonstrate the blender that can grind an axe handle, you got to have the blender that can grind an axe handle. You you can have a whiteboard and a, be very talented with a pen, but if you can't actually give me the grinder. You know, then I don't want a picture. If I, if I need to grind axe handles, I need you to actually have the blender. So that when I come to Costco, when I leave Costco, see, it doesn't do you any good to draw me a picture of a bacon-wrapped prawn. If I want a bacon-wrapped prawn, you better have some bacon-wrapped prawns. Because when I leave here, I'm going to get a bacon-wrapped prawn. When I leave here, I'm going to a bacon-wrapped prawn. Mmm, that sounds good. I gotta hurry. <laughs> Beat rush over to Costco. Get it. Okay. Anyways, you understand what I'm saying? You gotta have it. You gotta have it. You gotta have it to carry freedom to suffering humanity. You you gotta have freedom. I, I want you real quick. Uh, look at Luke six thirty eight in the message. Todd used it this morning. Uh, look at it. give away your life. Well, that's kind of contrary to. Carnal system of logic. When we're working to build our life, give away your life. And you'll find God life given back. Real life. Give away your life, you'll get real life back. Not merely giving back, but giving back with bonus and blessing. God's not trying to take stuff from you. He's trying to get stuff to you. Giving is not getting, is the way Giving, not getting. See, you're, you're not a consumer. You're a provider. You don't have to worry about running out. There's more than you can contain coming your way. You've got to be a giver. You know, when the boys were little, if you really wanted to have some fun, you'd come home with two things. We had three boys. Just come home with two things, throw them in the room, and Run. You know, and that's the way we are in life. We, we, we're going after what we want. we, well, we, we got to get. We, we were born with that nature. That's the nature you've got to get rid of. You know, you're growing up when you step back and say, you, you take it. You take it. You take it. Philippians 2 in the message. If you've gotten anything at all out of following Christ. Remember, we're supposed to be Christ followers. We're supposed to be Christ like. That means we're following Christ. If if you continue in my word then you're my disciple indeed. You're my follower. You're my follower. If you've gotten anything out of following Christ, if his love has made any difference in your life, if being in a community of the spirit means anything to you at all, if you have a heart if you care, do me a favor. Agree with each other. How how are we going to get freedom? How about we walk in unity? See, let, let me tell you how we're going to take freedom to a community that's suffering, that's in bondage. How are, we going to, how are we going to liberate people bound by sin? Well, we're going to demonstrate freedom. We're not going to fall back into bondage again. And see, where unity is never produced by proving you're right. Unity is only produced by a passionate desire for unity. Hey, God's calling us to a new level of maturity. And we got to quit being so immature that we care about and fight for stuff that's a non-issue. How about you just agree with each other? Yeah, but they're wrong. You know, a lot of people spend their entire life, all their resources, their energy, their time, proving their right to people who don't care. I knew it. I knew I was right. Who cares? You were wrong the way you said it, the way you did it, the way you made me feel. Yeah. Well, don't you care? I'd forgotten. I didn't know I made you feel bad. I didn't know I hurt you. Well, you should care more. Really, do you think that if you were on the throne of my life, that that would make a difference to you? That that, that if my, well, you you should care. You've got to care. You know what? I should care, but you should care less. See, anything that is robbing us of unity is right from hell. No matter how right you think it is. Well, until you admit I'm right, I'm not getting in unity with you, then you'll never be in unity with me because I don't care who's right. And you shouldn't either. How many marriages have fallen apart because somebody's going to prove they're right? How many churches have been split right down? I know I've been in this my whole life, guys. I've seen some crazy stuff. I've seen churches split over the kind of frosting that was used on the pastor's birthday cake. Stupid. I've seen people get mad and leave the church because they didn't like the color of the carpet in the nursery. And they were in their 70s. They're not spending a lot of time in there. You know, seeing businesses and companies that that have been destroyed because people want to prove a point instead of maintain unity. How about you do me a favor? Agree with each other. Love each other. Be deep-spirited friends. Just, oh man, this, this, this Christianity thing is so tough. Yeah, just agree. Just love. Just be a friend. L- look at verse 3. Don't push your way to the front. Don't sweet-talk your way to the top. Put yourself Aside. Help others get ahead. Look at verse 4. Don't be obsessed with getting your own advantage. Well, you know, people are going to take advantage of us. They can't take advantage when we give it to them. We're just going to give it. Forget yourself long enough. You know what we've been called to do? We've been called of God to find people who are far from God, walk them to a place where they're close to God, teach them, train them, equip them to live a life of insane victory within for God. The the freedom that we need to make a strong commitment to is not our own. I don't want to be just making a commitment to my freedom. I want to make a commitment to the freedom of this region. That the chains of bondage that are destroying lives and through alcoholism and, and divorce and, and abortion and hatred, that that freedom that we can take, that's the freedom I want to get committed to. I think as a body we need to get committed to our coworkers' freedom to the guy on the, uh, uh, out on the street, uh, at the mall, uh, uh, at the restaurant, that we don't even know his name, but we're committed that he has the opportunity to know the freedom that God has created him to live. Can we just agree that what God's doing is bigger than we are and that as important as we are, we don't really matter in the bigger picture? we've been made for life but really to demonstrate it because life really is going to begin if you think about it the real the real deal the big picture of life probably not going to happen in this first little 90 year stint that we've got i think that god wants us to have and enjoy life on this earth we are here even as he is so are we in this world, but our, but our ability to demonstrate Satan's defeat to live a lifestyle that's absolute humiliation to hell to, to enjoy the blessing of life. It's really not about accumulating as much stuff as we can. It's about giving and sowing and blessing and leading and guiding others to a place of connection and intimate knowledge and revelation. We need to make a commitment to begin to increase our own borders. To care about the freedom of others. To get outside our circle. And tell them, I got a sample. I got the, I got the real deal. I got the real deal. You can have real life. But, but when you get up next to me, I, I can give you a sample. I don't want to agree with a world that's separated from God. God. I want to show the world that's separated from God that God makes a difference. God's life is real. Sickness bows its knee in the presence of my king. Poverty's back is broken because of the love of God. That despairs, hopelessness is swallowed up by hope and future that God has for your life. It's too good for you to miss. Come on, try it. Try it. Use what God's given you to change somebody's world. Amen. That's what we've been called to God to do, to change somebody's world. Bow your head and close your book. Let me pray for you. Father, I pray that you would do something inside of us that would unleash a passionate desire for all that you have and that you've called us for. Open the eyes of our understanding. Enlighten us that we might see the hope of our calling. Lord, Lord, give us the spirit of wisdom and revelation that we'd have divine understanding, an understanding that's not comprehended without supernatural assistance. Because there are some things that we need to see that we cannot see on our own. We need the Spirit of God to reveal them to us. So, Father, reveal it to us. Show us things about ourselves that stand between us and, and the ability to really demonstrate God life. Grow us up. We, we want to be mature. We want to be effective. We want to make an impact. We want to change the world. Father, we're not living just for ourselves. We're living to make a difference in this community and help us be so effective. Thank you, Lord. While all your heads are bowed and your eyes are closed, let me ask this question. Just a moment. We're all going to pray a prayer together. If you're here today and your relationship with God, it's not real. It's just church and just kind of a routine or 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 a ceremony. If that's all you've got, let me tell you there's more. There's a real relationship that can change everything. And we want we want to offer that today. That that God's calling you and He's saying, come on. Come on, man, take a step, cross this threshold, start start a journey. Let me blow your mind. Let me transform you. It's great to get information, but transformation is what God wants to do. If you're here today and you say, you know what, I, I, I want the real life that God offers. I, I want to make this prayer personal and my own. No one's looking around. We're not going to call you out, not going to embarrass you. But just uh, as a as a point of contact, just hold your hand up real high. Let me see it real quick. Just lift it and say, that's me. Thank you, sir. You can put it down. Anybody else say, yeah, this is going to be my prayer today. I want real relationship with a with a loving God. Anybody else? Real quick. Thank you. Thank you. It's awesome. Greatest, greatest thing you're... Ever going to participate in the best decision you're ever going to make. Here it is. I want real life. I'm not going to, I'm not going to just pray this prayer and stop. I'm, I'm entering the race. I'm going to run. I'm, I'm going after it. I'm going after it. I'm, I'm going to get me some God life. If that's you and you're here today, don't miss this. If, anybody else, real quick, we're all going to pray. We're almost done. We're all going to pray. Just lift your hand up and say, Tom, that's me. I want it. I'm coming. Awesome. Everybody pray this. Say, dear Heavenly Father, I know I need you. I need your love. I need your acceptance. I need your forgiveness. Come into my life. Fill me with hope, vision, strength. I choose to live for you every day of my life. Help me, Lord. Live God life. Thank you for saving me. Thank you for setting me free. Now use me to make a difference in the lives of others. In Jesus' mighty name, amen.